So welcome to the Mystic Mind Play on Anchor. This is your host, Michelle, and today I'm actually going to talk about a few different things. I actually just pushed the record button and I was thinking about, you know, what I'm going to talk about. Just briefly, I'm going to talk about just one of the reasons why I kind of took a uh, break last month in May and then looking forward to June I'm going to go over a few things as well as talk about my fashion show I, I just I just did today. So I'm going to talk about those things. I may talk about more things, but that's the key things that I'm going to be talking about today. So welcome and stay tuned. So welcome back. Thank you for coming on, for tuning in. And first, I just want to give a shout out to one of the up and coming star photographers in the community. And there's a lot of them, but this guy has been putting out some fire lately. Uh, his name is Steven. Uh, I won't give out last names, but if you know him, you know, hit him up, you know, show him some love. He's got some fire coming out. Uh, so, for this segment, I want to talk about just there's a couple of reasons why I took kind of like a break, and not really a break. You, know, you never really take a break as a creative, because the way I see it, I was just rejuvenating. You know, I was just catching up, which was the main reason why I took a break last month. I was, I had a lot of edits. I was about four or five edits behind. Even when I came back from Japan, I was already five edits, and I did, I did at least a couple of photo shoots in the month of May, and I haven't even started on them yet. Uh, at least not a full-on edit, but that was a, the thing that was getting me down was just that, you know, I have all this stuff that I want to do, I want to move forward, but I can't move forward because I'm kind of stuck. And not like stuck, stuck, but like, I just gotta like, I just gotta knock it out. I just gotta do the edits for the models that I work with and just, you know, get it done. That's it. And there's nothing hard about it. The, the only hard thing is that my working conditions haven't exactly been the most conducive. And when I say that, it basically means that I've been having trouble sleeping and then it's better now. I got a new pillow, but I'm not sure how long that's gonna last because it's a foam pillow. And the thing about foam and like I have memory foam bed and I had a regular pillow, so my head would not have enough elevation and so my neck would hurt and I would get a headache and that would be the main reason why I'm not getting enough sleep. Second, it's been very hot. It's been very hot. And I already edit at night as is, but now it's like I have to do pretty much everything at night. Unless it's early morning when the sun, before the sun heats up my room, I have to do pretty much everything either at that time or wait till nightfall. Because during the daytime between I would say 11 and probably three 
to four, it's just too hot in here. And I've been thinking about just working maybe in the living room or the kitchen, the dining room area, just because I have the space and I could just do something in there. But so that's two things that are kind of like messing with me. And the, and the third thing obvious is that I feel like I'm being slowed down because I can't move forward because I have to finish something, right? And I know, I just listened to this Ted talk about slow, um, about slow, uh, damn, I can't think of the word. Slow multitasking. So slow multi, not instead of fast multitasking, fast multitasking is just, you're doing everything kind of like shitty, right? Slow multitasking, which is something I'm more, um, more something I've been doing with my work is that, you know, I work on something and I work on something else. And then if for some reason I can't finish something or I'm, I'm like, okay, I just need more inspiration for it. Then I will just like kind of put it on hold, which isn't something you exactly want to do if you're on a deadline. So I have those limitations, those restrictions. So those limitations and those restrictions are like, they're kind of like giving me a mind block in a way. And that was the third reason why I took a break because of that. I, I just don't like the feeling of being behind. I don't like the feeling of not being, being able to progress not being able to do something that I want to do. And, and, and at that fact, and at that point it becomes more like work. It hasn't because I've been taking a break. I've been taking a break, whether it's sometimes I go out, sometimes I'll, you know, drink a beer like I'm doing right now. I'm drinking a beer. I'm on this podcast or I play a video game or just do something that's not editing. Do something that's outside my box. And who knows, I might get inspired to do something else with my edits. And that actually happened. One of the edits, I was working with Jess. Her name is Jess. She does a lot of nudes. And at the end of the shoot we did, we did a few new photos. And so the one I was working on, it's just actually just came to me, it just, just happened. I was editing the photos like normal. It was kind of dark, it was really dark out actually. And I had, I pushed the hell out of my limitations on that camera to get that shot. There's two shots that I got out of the whole thing, but one of them, I was like, you know, what What would happen if I made all the green stuff magenta or red? And it kind of matches her hair because she's a redhead. And then I use this program and then I just, it took a little time to get the right color tone because there was a lot of them I could choose from. But once I got it, I was like, this is perfect. And no longer was it just dark. It was still dark, but it was it was moody. You could see like the most important part was that she was nude, so you could see her, and then like the darkness around her, because she's you know, obviously white. 
So you can see her, like the light and the shadows. And that was like the most awesome thing. That was the most, I think the best, one of the best photos of that shoot was that one. Even though it was dark, it was dark, but it was moody. And it came out pretty freaking well. But would I have come out with that idea if I had rushed it? I don't know. My first, my first full edit did not include any like coloration at all. It was just green. Uh, it, was a, it was a variation of green. So it was like a blue green, kind of cold. It wasn't a warm shot, but once I changed it up, it became a warmer shot. And, and it became, it seemed, seemingly became more visible because of the color change. Science, right? Science. Plus, you know, editing, the exposure and all that, I finally got a perfect, perfect balance. I feel like I got a perfect balance because if you push your camera limit, if you push your camera's limitations with the ISO at pretty high, it becomes really grainy, right? So I'm already like working with very little material because I've lost some detail. So I am very proud of it. I, it was a successful shoot overall. And it wasn't even, it wasn't necessarily supposed to have been a nude shoot at all. It was more like a boudoir, but I was like, you know what? I know that she loves this kind of work. I know that that's what she does. Like, well, I just asked her, I was like, you wanna do some nudes real quick? And we knocked them out. At this time though, the sun was already gone. It was like, it was probably twilight. It was getting pretty close. Like the sun was already over the mountain and we had very little light to work with. So I was, I was stretching the hell out of my camera. Like ISO freaking, I had to keep the shutter speed at a, you know, optimum level so everything was blurring and I believe I was using my 85 or my 50 mil either way though there were both prime limited uh, prime lenses that I had to freaking just get as much light as I could into the camera so I can get the photo otherwise it would have came out like shit and there were other poses that had uh, I had obtained at that time but those I only got two really good ones. And one of them even had a towel I had to edit out. But anyways, I, I didn't want to talk about the whole shoot, but I, I just wanted to mention like, slow multitasking can lead up to like some very optimum results on certain things. Not all the time, but I feel like if you have a little bit more time to think about it, versus rushing through a project or a task, then you could become, you can come up with some pretty, pretty good stuff. And yeah, so that was, I, I wanted to bring that up because that was like one of those things that, that stuck with me. I was like, yeah, that's something I do every day. I don't do it necessarily intentionally, but I have done it on other projects before where my skill set wasn't exactly where I needed it to be, so I had to do some research on full, you know, videos on YouTube, um, just so I could learn different things within Photoshop, Capture One, or whatever, 
whatever I'm using and then I can go back and be like, okay, I know how to do this. It's gonna take me a while, but now I know. Hence, slow multitasking. Cause I'm not always working just on one thing, which is fine. But as long as I'm not doing too many things at the same time, like five to seven photo shoots at the same time is kind of a bit much. Yeah, you could say that uh, I would stress testing, but it I don't like to be behind on things. I don't like to keep people waiting. That's not something I like to do. So I, I really try, I really endeavor to get these done in a timely manner. And if most of the time, if it's taking longer than I really needed to, I let them all know, hey, you know, it's, it's taking me longer because of whatever, A and B. One, I'm not getting paid. Now, if I am getting paid, then it's a priority shoot. So this is what I'm gonna talk about. Because uh, in the month of May, I wasn't necessarily taking a break break, like, oh, I'm not doing photography at all. I'm still editing. I'm still finding inspiration for future shoots. I'm still doing, in my, well, what I stated was that I'm only doing priority shoots. And priority shoots, basically was that anything that was paid or something that I was paying for that I wanted. That was it pretty much. And I did, I, th I think I did at least one shoot like that. And then another shoot was a trade, kind of like a test shoot, but anyways. So that's what I did for me. Um, and it was a lesson learned. It was, again, I was kind of stressed for my job as well. That did not help at all. I was kind of stressed because I was looking for somebody to feel in the spots in the house that I'm staying in. That didn't help. So there's a lot of things going on. There's, there's a lot of life things that aren't going to stop. I have to address everything. And that's another reason why I needed to take a quote-unquote break. But again, as I said, Everything doesn't fully stop. I just do it at a slower pace, but I also have times where I'm more focused on something where I'll just like, just bam, 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 knock it out. I already know what I wanna do. Now I just have to execute and that's it. And that's what I was doing primarily for Mar or me. Um, so next segment, I'm gonna talk about June. Uh, stuff I've done so far and stuff coming up and the fashion show so stay tuned for that I actually might put the fashion show for a, a separate segment so let me talk about the fashion show in the next segment and then I will talk about just things coming up in June as well as the future for this summer so stay tuned for that Welcome back. In this segment, I'm going to talk about the fashion show we had today. Uh, so the, the actual theme, the title of the fashion show is called Beach Cruising by Tiara Richard. So she has her like, online 
of bikinis and swimwear. And this is something that actually I actually had planned to be at well before Japan. So this is months, months in the making. And I was like, you know, I didn't know, I, I had no idea. And this is the thing. Sometimes I get like really anxious sometimes. I'm like, okay, I don't know how this is gonna work out, you know, my schedule. But anyways, I was off, I, I, I requested off today. One of my vacation days was today, as well as yesterday. And I'm gonna talk about just what I have going on in June, just as far as my outlook right now. But anyways, so I was always, I was always looking forward to the, the, the fashion show. And I made sure today I just head off. I mean, besides a photo shoot I had in the morning, um, I was pretty much off today. So my focus was to do the fashion show. Now, if you remember, I did a fashion show last year, uh, last September to be, to be exact. And I did that with Raylan. Anyway, so that, that, was, that was with the queen of, but today, Apparently she's done a fashion show before. I believe she's done one other fashion show I, that I wasn't at. But it was cool. So last week they had one of the rehearsals at the location they were actually going to be at. So I went there, scope it out. This is actually f for people that are interested in doing a fashion show, even if it's like small. This one was fairly small. Um, there are about 12, 13 models total, and every one of them had a different piece times two. So there was today, um, they had two, every model had uh, two different pieces to wear of apparel, swimwear. And they had the first walkthrough and then the second walkthrough. But anyways, um, just in planning of this whole thing, I'm not, since I've only done it one time, I was, I, had, I was, I was familiar with like the settings I need, I needed to have. I was familiar with the equipment I needed to have. And it's not much. If you're interested in doing a fashion show, you don't need a lot. In fact, you need very little. A little as little as possible because even if it's small let's just say for example and I've I've read various articles regarding fashion shows and even the biggest ones like you have like a lot of photographers and every photographer is fighting for that little like extra space or whatever so you're not gonna have a lot of room so just plan it out and I had planned like I had planned last time. I brought very little equipment. I, I literally brought my body, my camera body, one lens. I actually bought a second lens just in case, my 50 millimeter prime, just in case something were to go wrong. And the 50 millimeter probably wouldn't have been a good choice, just based on like space and everything. So, one, you have to consider you're going to be close quarters. There's gonna be very little room and you're gonna to have to worry about people. People that are gonna be sitting off to the sides. You're gonna have models 
And even in this show, you're gonna have models that don't exactly come to where they need to go. Come up to where they don't, uh, I can't talk today, oh my goodness. You know, like, there were a few models that like, they just kept going. Like, they were supposed to stop, pose for me, but a couple of them kept going. I was like, well, shit, I can't get a shot now. And so for that instance, I didn't get a good shot. And it, does, it didn't really help that my lens sometimes misses focus, especially the moving. So I'm trying, I'm really striving to get the hang of continuous focus. Um, this is not a native lens, so I have to run more tests on that because I, I really haven't used that feature. I used it on my D5300 with my 18 to 200 lens, but I've never done it with a 24 to 70 Tamron before. And so it's strictly a work in progress. But the only, that was the thing that really pissed me off was that it was missing focus sometimes. And I'm pretty sure I've heard other photographers mention this. I mean, if you're saving a thousand dollars on a lens, that's pretty good most of the time, which it is. Most of the time, it's pretty, it's pretty spot on. But there are times it just it did not perform like it should have, and I was just really disappointed. And that's it's something I have to work with. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's over a thousand dollar lens. I, it's kind of late in the game to be like, hey, can you uh, can you fix it? Take this back. I mean, I might be able to actually send it back. I, I just I don't want to be without it for a long period of time. But I believe if I did, I can get away with shooting without it for a short period of time because I have an 85. I have a hundred manual, a hundred five manual now and I have a 35, 50. So I have a 50, 35, 85 prime, 105, and 135 prime. But the, the, the 105 and the 105, wait, did I just say that twice? Oh my goodness. So the 105 and the 135 prime, they're strictly manual, that's the only thing. Uh, technically, that was the only issue I had uh, besides the flash, the recycle time was not 100%. Like, I, I needed, sometimes I missed the flash, and I just had the natural light. Which, which isn't bad, but I didn't have the flash. And I was using on-camera flash, which I don't normally do, but to get that effect. And especially for a runway fashion show situation, your flash is going to be most likely on your camera. There's, you're not going to have much space and I I kind of ran with that fact I was like you know what I could bring my cameras you know my flash stand put the flash on the stand but I don't think it would have got the same effect so I'm actually happy with the results that I've got today and because I went to the rehearsal I already had an idea what the settings needed to be so that's something because they're not always gonna have a rehearsal so if you're new, do your research, do your homework. I'm telling you right now, pretty much what you need and you just have to adjust. And I, that's what I did. 
I was adjusting throughout the whole time I was there because when I first got there, the sun, it, we didn't really have the sun, which was good, so we didn't have the harsh light. However, the sun was moving and it was moving further and further. So by the time, like from the first set of swimwear to the second, there was a huge difference. Like I, I swear, I lost about two stops of light. And thankfully, my camera is good so I can actually bring up the exposure at least one or two stops to compensate for that. So it's not too grainy. Plus, I'm, I was shooting at, so my settings were pretty much an average. I was shooting about 200 ISO, so I wasn't like killing my flash. And I adjusted as I saw fit. Even there was a part of the night where I had to go with the 320 ISO. I was, was it 320? Shutter speed was about three, 320. There was one article that said, you don't want to fall below that just to keep it crisp. Everything needs crisp, plus you're walking. So that's one of the things, that, well, it, that was the main reason why my focus was missing was because they were walking. And I, I had it on a single shoot, so it wasn't on continuous. And again, using the single point, it doesn't work very well on this lens. I don't, I don't think it works at all on this lens. And I think there's a different setting that I have to put it to for it to work. Um, I think it has to be more of like a group or automatic or something. Uh, I th yeah, I think it has to be more of an automatic setting for me to get the continuous focus. Because it has, the camera can do continuous focus. That's not a problem. But with this lens, I don't think it's 100%. And especially not with single point, it's not. It doesn't work. Trust me, I tried it. Um, my flash was wide open, so I was shooting about 22 millimeters. And I had that one diffuser where you, not the, on the flash itself, but the one that you just pop on the top of it. So I had that so the light wasn't too like just overbearing. So it's a little softer, but it's still pretty harsh. It's, it's, it is what it is. And that's, that's what you're gonna get. Lessons learned, right? Lessons learned, but it, it wasn't bad. So I got, for the most part, I got some good results. Uh, some things you can't control. Like I said, models, sometimes they don't line up where they need to be or they'll keep walking and it's like, okay, well. Uh, thankfully, I made up for it when they had the second walkthrough of the first set where they're all coming out at the same time and I just have to time it just right to get the one model in the frame even though there's, there's another model about to come in the frame or leaving the frame. or You have a lot of different active components going on when you're doing live events and that's one of the reasons why i don't do live events very often is because it gets it can be very stressful and i'd rather do without the stress but i like i said i don't do it very often so it's it's a nice change of pace it's not it's not a negative thing in fact i actually enjoyed myself besides the fact that i was lightheaded so another another thing if you're um so one of the things that is really important is health. I I probably could have helped it. I'm pretty sure I could have helped a lot more if 
I had just, instead of going out last night, I wasn't partying or, or, or anything like that. I was going out with a friend, we was chilling out, you know, had dinner, and we do that every so often, right? I could have just said, you know, let's, let's just wait. Sunday night or something, but I decided, you know, let's do it. That's cool, and I, I really wanted to get out of the house because, again, it was hot. I wanted to get out because the house can become a prison if you you allow it to. So I, I wanted to just get out. I wanted to just take a break, get my eyes a break from the computer, and get out, relax a little bit, and we did. Um, consequently, though, I didn't get back here to about 11.30, and I had probably about a good 30 minutes to prep. I already had most of the stuff prepped for the fashion show and the photo shoot in the morning, mostly the photo shoot in the morning, because that was a priority. So I, I, we had, I had to basically wake up at 4.25-ish in the morning to get up for the sunrise shoot. That hurt because by the time I got to sleep, it was like two something. So I got literally two hour nap, two hour nap. And the sunrise shoot actually went pretty well. It went well. However, I was tired after that. I took a nap, took a brief nap. I was actually good. I was doing really good besides the fact that I was a little nauseated after like the shoot a little bit after the shoot and before the fashion show so i was like i wasn't like a hundred percent but i didn't get sick thankfully i kept drinking water i got some mcdonald's which i shouldn't have got i probably should have got taco bell or something better beforehand and just a bad combination of stuff and i was just lightheaded so get sleep take care of yourself eat if you can Food was provided, however, it was like only at the end that I was really like, I, I probably could have eaten before anything jumped off, but I, I didn't. And that's on me. That's on me. I, mean, I knew food was provided and I, I, I should have partaked. I, I had water, so water was good. If, yeah, always bring water anywhere you go. Because bigger fashion shows, you're not going to be able to just walk up and go to the bathroom. Like, shit's going to happen. It's going to happen fast. And that's how it happened. Even though the show today didn't, you know, it didn't, everything didn't go 100% to plan. Like, it's, it started late. But when it got going, it got going. And it got going fast. Overall, even besides the, the little uh, shortcomings and downfall, technic technical difficulties or whatever, I got some really good stuff. And again, it's a learning lesson. It's it's not it's not uh, usual that I do a shoot like this, where it's a live event one, and two, there's a, a lot of models. Um, the other thing is, I know it's a lot of these models, they don't normally shoot, like, I'm not exactly sure where she found these models, I mean, yeah, they're on Instagram, they have a presence, but I don't, like, I know, I know it's a lot of them don't normally shoot, like, and it's odd, and that might have been 
intentional if you think about it. Like I, there's a lot of other models that could have been there, but weren't. I feel like the models that we work with tonight, maybe they've modeled once or twice, maybe in the past, maybe they don't do it anymore. Just going over like just a couple prof profiles that I know of. Like one model, like she does it like occasionally, but she doesn't like do it very often. Like the models I normally work with, they normally do it like often and they shoot with various photographers. But I thought it was kind of ironic and maybe that was just intentional. Like she was like the, the actual designer, she was looking for people that they don't normally do it. Like they're more like regular people that can wear. And I guess it's the point. If you really think about it, if you want people to buy your stuff, because there was a there was a mix, and there was like there was two models that were there that they they do shoots on a on a regular basis, but the rest I didn't know. I didn't know uh, any of the other models. Just recently, I just got an Instagram of like one or two of them, but besides that, I don't know any of them. And who knows, maybe they'll shoot in the future, maybe not, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't mind shooting with them if they're up for it. Um, yeah, something, something to look forward to in the future. But yeah, the fashion show was great, you know, it amped it up. I mean, they said it was sold out. Uh, it didn't seem like it was a good turnout. Maybe people bought seats and couldn't show up kind of deal. Which is cool, I mean, if they sold out and people didn't show up, that's cool, right? I mean, not the fact that people didn't show up, but the fact that they sold out, which means that they made the maximum amount of money for the, the good cause they're, they're shooting for. That's pretty cool. But yeah, uh, I think that's about it for the fashion show. Now, the next segment, I'm going to talk about what's going on in June and, and what I'm looking forward to doing the, this summer and the future. So stay tuned for that. So welcome back. In this segment, I'm going to talk about what's going to happen in June, what's coming up upcoming shoots so i've already knocked out one actually two shoots for june and i i actually i i put them that way for i i set them up that way for a reason in the last segment actually the segment before last i talked about taking a break in may so i was always i was always already preparing for that so i was already setting up setting up stuff for june that's what's gonna happen. So right now, I got about four or five shoots lined up and in literally just the first couple weeks. I set it up like that, it's kind of like stress testing in a way. And I'm coming hard, I'm coming hard. Um, I've already conducted, I've already done one shoot, actually two now. I did one this morning and I did one with Michaela earlier in the week. Uh, actually, no, it was last week, but it was Sunday. No, 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 it was Saturday, never mind, never mind. 
We shot last week. It's still Saturday. I keep thinking it's Sunday. But anyways, two shoots down. I have one shoot tomorrow, tomorrow evening. I got to shoot Monday evening. And I got to shoot Tuesday morning. Studio. I have another shoot after that in about a week after yeah it's about a week after next Wednesday so it's a Wednesday shoot and right now I'm planning another shoot coming up I'm trying to I'm deciding whether or not to do it in either July or the last week of June I know exactly what my schedule is on the last week of June. However, I don't know what exactly what my July schedule is going to be like for Wednesday. Now, if we can pull it off, and I know we could, uh, this shoot in particular is going to be one of the most ambitious ones, at least artistically, um, for this month. And it's, it's going to mostly be a makeup, hairstyle type of shoot. The only reason why I'm, I, I'm, I'm thinking about just waiting to July is because I want to have as much time to go over the different setups that I want to do for the shoot. Like, I don't, I don't want to just walk in and be like, okay, let's do it. Like, I'm going to have... There's various setups I would like to accomplish. And I know right now I don't have all the tools for that setup. Not at the moment, but I have to put an order in right now. And they're pretty cheap. It's nothing too crazy. I just have to put in an order and it'll be good. Uh, with that said, here's the thing. like. As a creative, I want to do a great job, and I want to do the best job that I can. I'm working with a killer, like, fucking makeup artist, hairstylist, and then the model I'm working with, I'm not going to say her name right now, the model I'm working with, she's amazing. She does some pretty, like, she, she can be seen as, like, a muse. I just never worked with her. Well, I actually I have worked with her one time, but that was that was a workshop. I don't count that as like a full-on shoot, but it's the first time that I'm shooting with her. I want to make sure, just for me, that we do a great job, and it has to be the best job we can possibly get. It has to. There is no other option. I look at it and I. I Here's the crazy part, like, the way I look at it, and you have to look at it this way, even if it's a trade shoot, if you're trading time, prints, whatever, even if you're not getting paid, you should treat it as professional as possible. And right now, I'm not going to talk much about the shoot. I will say this, it is, again, it's an ambitious shoot, it's supposed to be like a, it's an element elemental theme shoot so it's gonna be heavy heavy in the makeup heavy in post process and for the most part it's gonna be like a beauty beauty slash 
high fashion slash editorial. I don't know what she's gonna wear. That's another reason why I want to postpone it to July because I don't know those factors, but I'll know more as time goes on and I will for sure podcast it because that's what I'm gonna be doing. I will get, uh, I hope, I look forward to getting uh, an interview with both the makeup artists and the model. And we're gonna find out a little bit about them. You know, make some tick, why they do what they do. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this shoot. I'm lo- I look forward to all my shoots, to be honest. I had a shoot this morning. I, I shot with Katie, Katie Carl. She is cool. I will make a podcast, but she has like the energy of like, probably the same energy as uh, one other model I work with. And there's very few models that has that same energy or where the vibe is just like, it's amped up 110% the whole time. And believe me, um, that's awesome. So she was great to shoot with. I look forward to shooting with her again. And I will, in the, in the, in the podcast that I, I talk about, I'll, I'll kind of get more detail about it. But just briefly right now, going over a few of the shoots that I've done. And then that's about it. Like, But every shoot, like not all the shoots are, like, are the same. And while I am focusing on more like fashion-esque, editorial stuff that's what I really want to focus more on and I know there's more work in that uh, editing process is a lot more edit, uh, work in editorial type shoots but it is something that is not common here apparently and there's a few models that have voiced their opinion that you know it's not something a lot of people do and yet if you're more on the serious side of modeling, then that's something that you're looking forward to doing because eventually you want to get published or something. You, you want to get your name out there, even, even if, you know, a lot of these models are students or they're going to school, they're doing like studying, but they're also modeling on the side. And modeling is not exactly like the 100% income, but it is there. It is an op- it, is, it is an opportunity. But you know, if if you plateau in say the first tier, and the first tier is being an instant instant model, then you plateau. The next level being the second tier of modeling, being that you get paid for. Now, whether that's photographers paying you for it, or agencies paying, or brands or whatever paying you, that's still like that's better than nothing, right? That's where. If you're serious, that's where you want to eventually get to. Then there's a lot that I like to have fun that just do it for fun, and that's fine. I, you know, I'm like half like on the fun part and half on the business part because I honestly like I don't really want to worry about the business aspect about it, but I know that I have to, and that's one of the reasons why I'm very professional when I do it when I do this kind of work because it only takes one thing to screw up your reputation 
But if you have a lot of people that back you up and someone is talking crap about you, that's one. That's a different thing. But, and of course it depends on the severity of whatever the rumor is, but for the most part, people are decent. People that I've worked with, they're decent, they're cool. I haven't really had a problem with anybody, uh, at least not in that capacity. I've never had that problem where somebody talks shit about me. At least that I know of. But yeah, so that that's always a consideration. Like, you know, next level. Like, what's the next level? Are you going for next? Not, not every model's going for the next level. Some model, they like the first tier. They want to be, you know, they, they want to be famous on the first tier. Or what I consider to be instant model. And it's fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. Photographers the same way. There's photographers that don't mind staying at that level. Like, they don't mind doing trade shoots. Or they don't mind doing shoot for fun. Like, honestly, if... I'm not saying that I would want to, like, take away from the, the industry or the community by doing trade or free shoots all the time. But if I didn't have to worry about money, which I do, I wouldn't mind doing shoots for fun just to do shoot for fun and I do it for fun anyways but I do it for fun but with a purpose that's the that's the main difference like I, I do it for purpose so I'm getting better at something I'm accomplishing something I'm working towards bettering and developing my my craft my skill for future clients that is my thing and so this brings me to my next point. My, I'm going to segue into next level shit. And when I say next level shit, I'm talking about like shoots that I don't normally do and I haven't normally done, but I'm really looking forward to doing something that's a little out of the box, like out outside the box. Everybody, uh, well, not everybody, but there's very few photographers in this area alone that do a little bit out of the box, like different. I mentioned Steven earlier in this cast, and he's putting out some fire. Like he's been doing like some stuff that you don't normally see. And I've actually on one of his posts he mentioned about where he gets some of his inspiration from and like this guy that he gets his inspiration from is called Silly. Uh, his Instagram is like Silly Photo he has a YouTube channel and he usually does like tutorials behind the scenes in the studio or even pro yeah I think some on location stuff but anyways he has some phenomenal stuff that he's done like years ago and it's like I'm looking at the, the stuff that he's put out and I'm looking at like Steven stuff like damn man you got some fire bro and he's working with models that I want to work with that they don't give me the time of day because I'm like either one they're not feeling me they're not wanting to pay or or whatever it is i'm like there's there's always something right there's always something like dude like the the very thing the very thing that drove me that drove me to become better was like damn i'm not that good and because i'm not that good and people don't respect me they don't respect my craft that i i pushed myself I pushed myself to the brink. I pushed myself to learning Lightroom. I pushed myself to learning Photoshop. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning to this day. It's, it's, it's always a learning process. And I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I love learning. I love learning this stuff. I love doing this stuff. 
the thing that the thing the very thing that's discouraging is like you have certain people that like you know I don't want to work with that guy or but they don't exactly see that and I've talked to models about it before but certain models they have this you know I'm holier than thou like oh you know I'm like you're still in the first tier you may be the top of the first tier but you're still first tier material you're not like working with brands and agencies and stuff they might be a little bit on and off but then they have this like oh I'm not gonna work with you you gotta pay me like okay well I guess we're not gonna work together then because I don't I'm not digging you I'm not feeling you right now and then you have other models that are willing to pay but because you're doing a lot of trade or free shoots they're like you know I am not feeling it you know so it's really like a, a delicate balance because that's one of the reasons, that's one of the things that I'm working towards is getting out of the first tier. I want to become second tier material. I want to become like next level. But, and not just for the fact of becoming like next level, because what comes with it, there's a community of people, and this also includes the first tier. So it's like you level up. And everything that you, you know, everybody you've worked with before are still your friends and all that stuff. And that's cool. And I'll continue to work with people like that. Even though I come first or, you know, second or third tier, I'm still working with people that I work with, made friends with in the first couple, right? The same thing applies. It's like, second tier though, it's like, I'm getting paid. And people are paying me for my work. Like, and then because I'm getting paid, this becomes like my number one thing. Eventually, over time, it becomes like my number one income. So I become a boutique photographer. I do your work. You come to me, I fulfill a service for you. And we're gonna make some bomb ass shit. That's how I see it. And I can make some bomb ass shit right now, but if I'm not worried about working a job or if I have more time for my craft, my skill, then I can make some super dope shit. And I, I can just imagine in the future that when I become like that, that's, you know, that high on a scale, like I'm making some dope ass shit, holding a workshop, whatever, I mean, not, like I said, not just because, but because it gives me opportunity to work with people on that same level and also produce more work, more work on that level than ever before. Like Steven, for example, I have nothing against the guy, or anybody for that matter, that does a lot of trade work, but again, they're still doing trade work. It's not like they're getting paid for it. Imagine what his work could be like if he charged for it. And he probably did charge a couple people, maybe. I don't know, I didn't ask. But that's, that's, that's between them and their business. But imagine, like, the type of stuff that, one, you can produce once you're getting paid so you get better equipment and your name is out there. Your name is out there. People know you. They know who you are. And they're going to hire you to put some... They're going to hire you to make some fucking dope-ass shit. Now I have to make this an explicit podcast because I'm now fucking dropping the F-bomb. I'm passionate about this, 
because because I am. I, I, I it's a big deal to me. And I, I hate to see people waste their time, you know, waste their potential. And not I mean, people are gonna do what they're gonna do. Everyone's different, every model's different, every photographer is different. No everybody's not doing it to become like famous, like Tyra Banks. I'm sure Tyra Banks didn't start off being like, I'm gonna be like the most famous motherfucker on the planet. And she is. People well, people told her, like, oh, you're not gonna make it. And she's like, no, you're wrong. I will make it, I'll do even more than that. She even came out of retirement and like, I'm here. Now what? Prove me wrong. She's proving everybody else wrong. If I had that freaking, I just gotta find it. I gotta pull it out of me if I had that freaking tenacity, that freaking ambition, dude, it'd be amazing. Like the, the work, not just the work, the epic, everything. It would just like, I just gotta pull it, I gotta find it. I've, I've only part of it, I only have part of it. But the potential energy that's there, it's amazing. And I, I know it's there. It's the same thing that's driven me out to become a better photographer overall and a better person to come out of my shell talk to talk to models I wouldn't normally talk to like freaking five years ago I didn't think like oh I'm just gonna contact strangers and be like hey you want to shoot you know I mean I've come a long way but I still have a far I've a long way to go still the potential right the potential the passion is there that's how the change that energy into something that's more real and then I could pull out some real crazy stuff like you guys haven't seen anything yet and yes it is kind of like a comp it is a competition for me kind of but it's a competition against myself it's to prove myself hey I can I can do better I can do more than this I can go beyond what I've done before and ever ever and keep going so when I see like Steven his stuff or anybody any other photographer that's been putting out some dope stuff some fire just spit fire bam 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 back to back that's where I gotta be that's where I have to be that's the only way that's the, that's the only way I feel well, one of the ways you're gonna succeed is like you know you focus on something and you just execute it. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Pump it out, pump it out. Now again, quantity is my thing, but I like I'm more of a quality person. So I'm not gonna be pumping out photo shoots every fucking day. Otherwise I'll burn out. And if I burn out, I won't like it. But so far I've been doing good. I just gotta harness the energy, changing it into something creative, and then Everything else falls into place, really. Right? Anyways, that's it for me. That's it for this podcast. I do want to thank you for coming on here, tuning in. I thought I had something else to say, but I think that's about it.
again, thanks for coming. This is the end of the podcast. I want to thank you again for tuning in, as always, and supporting me. Uh, if you have any feedback or anything like that or insight, any questions or anything like that, just comment me. Uh, if you even have any questions, leave a comment. I'll get back to you. If you like what you hear, please share and follow. Until the next time, and I haven't forgotten, actually, I am still working on the IG alternatives and supplements. So I'm still working on that. I'm preparing a really good series for you. Um, It's actually, it's going to be a lot longer than I thought. I may actually break it down uh, one social media platform per segment and based on that they may actually come out to be a few two to three different podcasts in this series so stay tuned for that and if you if there's there's anything that you want added to that please let me know anyways until next time cheers